Louder! And it's time for the Gore and More Podcast. Gonna have a good time. Gonna have a good time. Yeah, we're gonna have a good time. We're going on now. A ball break, walking in and head in the moonlight. We'll be the sweets all day. I swear, we'll never part. Going on a ball break, running in the sand, feeling alright. What's up, Gorehounds? And welcome to the Goremore Podcast. I am the not so mean fluff master scream, Big Johnny D, bringing this shit show in and all as always. However, I do not bring this shit show in alone. For with me as always are my horror homies, and I got nothing special today because I'm sick and I'm just fucking get through it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you can't tell already. I thought you sounded hoarse, yeah. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. But we yeah. So, bring it in with my buddies. I'm going to start it off with the Chad Daddy himself, that Dark Lord of Knowledge, Mr. Chad Chrisman. What's up, bitches? We have the Duke of the Dead, the host with the ghost, Lord Scuba Cabra, Mr. Steven Vasquez. Bienvenido, mis amigos. And that Meat Mountain, the killing machine, Mr. Bobby Amone. Good evening, people. Yeah, mm. welcome to the Gormore Podcast. Today is 11, 14, 20, 22, and we have a doozy of an episode. But first, as always, we're going to talk about what the fuck we did in the last weekend. So, Chad Daddy, I'm going to throw it over to you, bud. I told you. I'm sorry. I'm sick. I'm going to give it up yeah. on me being sick. Scubas, I'm going to hand you the reins here, buddy. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for your... There Very you go. Nice. Beautiful. I, hope I held Very it long good. enough, TJ. You did. <laughs> Very well. Oh, man. All right. Uh, sorry. Back to Chad, Daddy. How you been, okay. brother? I've been well, thank you. I haven't been doing much. You know, uh, recently the temperatures dropped around here like it just saw a state trooper. It went from really, really warm <laughs> to really, really, really cold. Like yeah, yesterday, yeah. the real feel was like in the 20s. And, man, I'm I, I just not ready for this weather yet. So, been staying in, trying to keep warm. Let's see what else do I do. So, okay. Now. Just bear with me. I know I'm a little behind. I was meant to watch them, so I finally got around to finally starting watching some of the DCU movies. Oh, nice, dude. Yeah. Like oh, I say, yeah. I'm, I, I start, I'm, you know, I'm only two in, so I've only watched uh, Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman, but, you know, I was actually really impressed with Man of Steel. I like Man of Steel, dude. I, I really enjoyed Bro, it. When he came in, I'm not going to lie, and say what you are. When he came into that ship to sail, save those sailors when he was all fucking rugged hot with his beard and his fucking, like, <laughs> bro, that made every woman and, like, half of the dudes wet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, buddy. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, seeing those now, I'm really happy that he's back as the Man of Steel and hopefully we get a good Man of Steel sequel. And I'm really hoping, and we're, I'm pretty sure with James Gunn in charge, he's going to pull out mm. from some of the more, more obscure villains because Lex Luthor, been done to death. We don't want to see, we've seen Doomsday now. Uh, everyone wants Brainiac, but Brainiac. give me Lobo. somebody else. Give me fucking Lobo. I, I still, I'd rather see, I, I, I want to see Metallo, to be honest. Ooh, Metallo would be a Ooh. good one. That, all right, that would be a good one. Yeah. I still want to see Lobo, though. I just want to know who they fucking cast as Lobo. <laughs> I don't know, but they can't, it can't be any better than the voice actor for him in the, uh, in the animated series. They had fucking Oh, Brad fuck Garrett. no, dude. I mean, yeah. He was great. <laughs> he was. I think that's who they brought back in Injustice, if I'm not mistaken, when they brought him back in. 
I think. I don't remember. Yeah. Not and not new Lobo either. We're talking old school fucking nineties yeah, yeah. Lobo. Not the uh not the new goth teen looking Lobo. Right. Trying to steal off Ghost Rider. Anyway. <laughs> uh so yeah, I, I started watching those and that was a lot of fun, you know, this weekend. Didn't really do much, just kind of kept it local. Uh you know, took the kids bowling because they're in bowling leagues. So, you know, that's you literally, that's literally half my Saturday morning right there. Like we get, we leave here at like eight in the morning. Don't get back to like almost two in the afternoon. Nice. Oh, and, and I did, uh, my wife and I went out, we had a kid free night. So we went out and did, uh, some, my intent was to do some Christmas shopping for my wife, but I ended up just with finding, your wife. Yes. Which makes shopping with your wife with your... <laughs> I know. So uh, I ended up finding stuff for my mom and my sister, which is really cool. And I hope they're not listening, mm. which I don't think they usually do. But I found uh, Pittsburgh Penguins jerseys. Nice. At a Ross. One with no name on And these are like official jerseys. These aren't some okay. Walmart knockoffs. So I got one for my mom. doesn't have a name on it. It was 10 bucks, And I got my sister oh. a Crosby jersey for 30 bucks. So we're nice, talking dude. like... A hundred bucks less than what you'd pay in any store. Can't beat that, bro. Jersey too. Yeah, yeah, right. That's so I'm Hell really yeah, happy. Dude. So that that kind of got me into. Once I start, you know, buying a few things, again, it gets me more into the Christmas spirit. So, you know, getting ready to put the tree up. My wife already asked where we can put it, and I'm like, uh, I have the thing, the corner figured out. So she's like, when can we put it up? I said, not tonight. <laughs> you got you know what it is man you, you just gotta start listening to weird out christmas songs dude that'll do it <laughs> <laughs> christmas at ground zero all-time best that's that is my all-time <laughs> favorite bring it in dude like, i love that one absolutely and I, and I, by the way i pointed out to the wife that we both have a very good chance of surviving whamageddon completely unscathed this year Ooh, bro because i'm doing the stand i almost dead. got whammed out already and thank no, god no, it, it doesn't start but it doesn't after. start yeah, it yeah. I know. That's what I'm saying. I already turned on the radio and it was there. And I'm like, bro, but fuck that, off. That's what I, I told her. I'm like, you know, what? I'm doing the stay at home dad thing now. So I have like zero chance of listening, hearing it unless I personally play it. And she's so working at the high school. So, you know, not really any music being played there. So unless she, somebody plays. Yes, I think we got a pretty good chance this year. <laughs> I already know my coworker is going to knock me out like every fucking year. Like he does. Dude. It's just going to happen because he gets right in his mood. Like it's he's like, I want to put out Christmas music. And I'm like, bro, just put on wham free Christmas list. That's all I fucking <laughs> add. It's not even that hard to type that in. You just got to add the wham free in front of the, whatever you're doing. Uh, like, uh, I don't know. It's his the season though, but no, you know, it's I, not. I, no, it's not. Tis the season. Okay. So I've rambled on long enough. Scuba Steve. Man, I did not really do much. Uh, I went to go see Wakanda Forever, which was eh, eh. not forever. Eh, eh. I lasted. It felt like it took forever for the fucking movie to end. <laughs> I, mean, I will give two them, hours and I will minutes. give them that. <laughs> it's almost that's not that. even considering credits and after after credit scenes or post credits. There's one. Scenes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like just yeah. the normal runtime of the movie is already two and forty. So yeah. yeah so then I got set. home. Got home from watching that, and to my surprise, what was waiting for me on my bed that came in the mail? Oh, oh just like Johnny has right there, my copy That's of right. Paranoia came in, the Boss Man's comic. Shout out to everybody that worked on this amazing book. Boss Man I, and Brody's. Yeah, yes, Mr. Brody yes, came yes, right there. And Brody. Yep. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and, and I just, I mean, I'm going to give a review on my Facebook because I want to read it again. 
But I, I did thoroughly enjoyed it. And like I said, I got to read the preliminary script from when they first started working on it. So to yep. see it actually come to life, the it's way awesome. that I pictured it was fucking cool. Like, it was just so fucking cool. Um, what else did I do this weekend? I didn't really do much, man. I um trying to think if I did anything interesting. I, I really didn't do it's all right. Much. Sometimes you need those weekends, man. Like I just kind of chilled at home, hung out. Uh, I went to go see my grandma for a little bit and that was it. Like, seriously, that's it. I didn't do much. I laid in bed yesterday after I cleaned my room up a little bit. Um, I thought about putting up my Christmas tree, which is my one thing that I say I do not do. And I hate it when people put their tree up before yeah. Thanksgiving. But I was thinking to myself, well, mine's not really a Christmas tree. It's a horror tree. So Ooh. I could get away with putting it up before, but it's still up in this little crawl space up here. So I didn't ah. do that. But yeah, I thought about it. I did think about it. Um, what else? What else? What else? That's it. I didn't do shit. Bobby. Well, unlike everybody else here, I'm still not ready for the Christmas spirit. My tree is not going up until December. <laughs> Get that out there. The Christmas lights will not be touched. I actually went to real quick. I went to a house today. They already had their Christmas lights up in their wreaths. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I said to my coworker, I said, I hate these people. Nothing they say. can change <laughs> And then they gave us a tip. He says, what do you say now? I said, I still hate their guts. Like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I hate their guts. Oh, but thank you very much. <laughs> thank you very much. But I hate your guts. You people suck. Uh, yeah. so, so what did I do this way? I did a lot this weekend, actually. Friday night, I was out in um, Oaks, PA for the Monster Mania show. I was just going for. Oh, you did go to that. Well, yeah, my buddy had a photo op with Robert England and Heather Langenkamp, and he invited me. So I'm like, okay. So my girlfriend was dog sitting. I was supposed to go with my other friend, but she couldn't go. So I said, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna fly solo. So I went. I bought a couple things, nothing, nothing big. Right. And then we did the photo op with uh, Heather and Robert, which was great. Uh, I posted. I'm assuming on my you Facebook. guys must have had VIP passes because if you had normal passes, there is no way you were getting through that line. Well, he was a vendor. He already yeah. bought the. He, it's a photo op. Oh, he was. Yeah, but I ve- thought the photo ops were, were they still special ones, or was that just to meet? Because I heard the lines were fucking atrocious. Well, his li- his lines always his longs are his lines always long. I mean, it wasn't Steel City when we went there. It was ridiculous. We, uh, like, we didn't wait in line away. for his auto. We just waited in line for the oh, photo Oh, just op. the photo op. Okay. The photo okay. op was we were in line maybe 15 minutes. But like Bob's mentioned before, the trick to meeting Robert England is just stay later and go to the bar. He'll be there. <laughs> Nine times out of ten, you probably could. And you know who else was there? Terrifier. So you could hang out with both of them. Well, I was doing it. that's this Friday. They're, him and Damian Leon are going to be here in Corpus, so... Oh, nice. They're going to be here I, this, this whole weekend. I was going to meet him and the two <laughs> kids and Damien. They were literally mobbed with people, too, and I didn't have all the time in the world. So I went there for a little bit. And then Saturday, uh, it's actually now, well, it's over a year. It's a year me and my girlfriend have been together. Hey. So Saturday, we were running around. We, yes. went to a, we went to a cidery. We were drinking, eating. And then we met up with some friends in between our dinner date. And then for dinner... We went to um, a steakhouse and ate like kings and queens. Ooh. It was, it was, there I don't go. go to other steakhouses except for this one, unless they're in Texas. Cause I know Texas has got some shit. Okay. Oh, yeah, is, we'll it, is it, is, is anybody else picturing Bobby going to like, yes, the cider taste? Right outdoors. Like a, oh, okay. Like, no, I'm, I'm thinking of him like a, like in a nice 
a nice tailored scarf, a nice sweater. I was picturing him like John Candy. Oh yeah, the old ninety sixer. Wait, that's before or after? Uh, oh, after. <laughs> the after. Oh. And um, so I'm sure some people could see what's behind me. Uh, yeah. I I now have a PS5. It was actually a, what I wanted for Christmas, and so Target was having a thing. We got an inside thing saying, oh, November 9th, it goes on sale, and it's a God of War, Gods mm. of War special. And I said, all right, well, if we get it, then we get it. If not, I'll get it after Christmas. I thought we missed a date. I open up the trunk. I literally went like this. No, that's 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 <laughs> fake, right? I'm like touching. I'm like, no, this is fake, right? This is some bullshit. No, it's, it's real. No so, shit. So Christmas came early. Thought I'd never say that. <laughs> yeah. Very nice. So that well, see, that should get that should get you in the Christmas spirit then. Yeah, it, no it, it does. But I have to be the week of Thanksgiving to get me into it. Like, you know what'd be funny I'll... is Sorry. if, like, I mean, I've done this with my wife and shit before, and she's done it to me. But like, if if Rebecca teased you with it, well, she's like, "Yeah, no, you can't have it till Christmas, though." Uh, I was I was expecting that. I was expecting. I, I, that. I've done that shit so many times, dude. Like, it's so I wasn't crazy. expecting anything, but she's like. I couldn't make you wait till Christmas because there's no way you would. And I'm like, you know what it is? She, have just, a point. she wants to see that little like light up little kid mm-hmm. on you. That's what she wants to see. She's going to she, see it. And she did. I mean, you know, but, but she's a wonderful woman, not just for that, but in general, I was like, mm. <laughs> so now we can go bust ghosts together later this week. People. Yeah. And so, and then Sunday, now I'll speed up my time here a little bit. Uh, Sunday, we had a birthday party for her nephew. He turned four. <laughs> so we were playing in a bouncy house all day and still drinking and eating. So it was that. a fun weekend. And then we got to watch this very good movie, which we are about to talk about. But first, we need to hear about this gentleman over here who sounds a little hoarse, but. Oh, yes. He's still I'm a lot of horse. John. All right. So. Yes, you are 25 was... inches of masculinity. Yeah, right. My, uh, my weekend was. Pretty short because, well, Saturday I was busy, but Sunday I went to work early, felt like shit, so I pretty much slept all day yesterday. So I lost the whole day, but, you know, that happens. Uh, Saturday was nice, though, because so, and I'm sorry, Bob, but the Santa around here, he came to a Bass Pro, and unfortunately, since COVID, they haven't redacted the way they've done things, so now you have to actually sign up for a fucking, like, reserve time slot. Yeah, it's stupid. I know. I'm not even going to get into it because it makes me mad. Anyways, last year we fucking missed out on it. So I was like, yo, dude, the daughter's still in single digits. I want to make sure she gets it while she can. So we signed her up, blah, blah, blah. And unfortunately, like my little mall in my area, like most malls in tiny little towns, is dying. It's struggling. It's been struggling for fucking years. It's trying its best. You know, whatever. I full out can admit I actually went shopping at my mall, dude, and hit more than one store and actually did some Christmas shopping at there's a toy store that's still going in there. It's like pops and collectibles and shit. And then there's like a, like an antique store, but you know, they make their own like stuff like that, like uh knickknacks and shit. So I got some stuff from there too. And uh, they got a new burger joint in there, which is actually mm-hmm. a dude I used to go to school with. And so I try to hit that fucking shit up. That's like a once a week thing now for me, dude. I'm all about it. <laughs> and everybody's like, well, isn't that kind of expensive? And I'm like, yo, not really, man. You can go to Wendy's right now and get a Baconator combo for fucking 14 bucks. So honestly, I'd rather go to a mom and pop joint, pay the yeah. same amount for an actual legit 
good ass burger and some yeah. people I'd fucking know. Yeah. Um, but other than that, man, it was like it, I don't know. It felt really good because, like, dude, honest to God, I haven't been able to fully shop in my mall unless Spirit comes around. And then, other than that, I would say it's probably been a good solid twenty years, man. Like GameStop's been out of there for like fifteen now and shit. So it's and it's one of those cool ones because it was built in nineteen eighty, and the whole aesthetic of the food court and everything is like a tiny village, and I fucking love it, dude. And they just got new owners. They're actually trying to like revitalize it back. And I, I kind of have a crazy idea. I'll throw it to you guys. Just as, so like everything in this world right now is expensive as fuck. We all know this, right? Yes. So what are the what are the two main things that people are still willing to spend money on? Pussy. Food. That too. Bobby. Yep. Food <laughs> and, and, enterta- and entertainment. Liquor. Boom. Right. So food and booze. Entertainment's, I would say, third with pussy being under entertainment. Uh, <laughs> Mine was a solid answer, goddamn it. Was, no, no, it was a solid it was, answer. But that's a segue from booze. To um, it doesn't even have to be, but it certainly can uh, be. So the way this is set up, like with this like little villa and stuff, and I'm like, yo, dude, like, what if they change the idea of the mall? What if they make it more of like a restaurant hub? So you put a couple different restaurants in there, make them bigger, but now you have a whole like centralized interior hub that you can hang out with and you can kind of get drunk at and you know walk around. It wouldn't be like drunk in public per se. That'd be really cool. They actually have um like that in Midland where my mom lives. Oh yeah, they, yeah, yeah. Their malls actually kind of, it's kind of like like that's where everybody goes at night to go hang out because they have different restaurants and bars and stuff there, and then everybody just kind of congregates in right. the food court so then that so to me um that's where it's like okay you bring in those as the headliners and mm-hmm. then you start filling in some of the smaller shops with actual shops like for shopping or entertainment wise yeah it's like enter enter like dude like to me i'm like yo man if i was a kid i'd want like a trampoline park to come in there dude there's an old sears yo. i feel like that's huge enough to fucking put one in dude it'd be fucking oh, yeah. sick you know what i mean the fucking sky zone or if you also uh, Dave and Buster's, that might be a little much, but problem is, is yeah. I also got, you also got to take it with the context of my city. My city is small. It doesn't have Not over 25,000 people in it. So you got to think of like, you know, you know what yeah. I mean? Like it, it's, it's tough. True. But you know, they gotta, did you try that to the room. They kind of tried something like that. Not, not, to the, the extent that you're talking about, but the, so we have the mall here where they filmed the legend of Billie Jean. Okay. So the mall where they're chasing her through that, that's here in Corpus. Well, that mall shut down. So they tried to revitalize it by adding little things here and there. And it just like nobody cared, you know, and it was just kind of sad because I feel like that mall's a piece of like movie history. history you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, what the fuck? And it just didn't oh, I'm the same way, dude, but not even on the movie side. Like, I just feel like that because like, I, I don't know, man. And you guys can attest just for being older too, but like you guys have saw malls at their heights. So you know what they yeah. could be and you know the possibilities. So it's almost sad to just see something so nicely done up, just wasted, unfortunately. Well, and you know what the weird part is? The malls by me, I'll interject real quick. Like, like I guess it's my area, but the malls by me are always busy. Maybe well, that's, that's probably here. also because I'm I'm in the tri-state area. Like right. I, I say, so, you were so, in a like, way heavier populated so, area. So than that, you do, so like. the malls here, like I I can't think of a time other than COVID where they weren't busy. But I feel but, like Jersey is as, and I could be completely wrong, but like 
Jersey as a state just feels like it does better than New York State, bro. Like I, I could be yeah, way I, off I, based no, on I, this, I, but I think you're right because there's not too much wilderness. There's wilderness, but there's not like a whole half a state worth of wilderness. Right. But yeah, all in all, like, dude, it's kind. Of, it was kind of cool that I actually got to hang out with them all. There is a restaurant coming back. It's actually opening up this upstairs bar that has not been opened up since 1985, and I am super stoked because I've never been up there, dude. Mm-hmm. So I'm like. And that's where I'm like, when I heard this, and then two new food court places opened up that are mom and pop food courses. I'm like, bro, maybe that's the secret to bring back malls is restaurant and booze. That's all you need. Get rid of the shopping part because everybody's still going to fucking online shop. It's usually still cheaper. But there is some stores out there. You know what I mean? Like I personally would rather go into a store to get some shit. Not going to lie. But, you know, may, I, I'm being hopeful, obviously. Or, or you know something? Just make it a strip joint. <laughs> Unfortunately, Cuga <laughs> County, where I live, they yeah, I'm not gonna get into that. They literally legalized one area in the entire county to where it could be legal to have a strip club, and it's right next to the landfill. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> wow. I, yeah, they knew what they were doing, and I'm like, you know what? I would still be bold enough to open one there. I would not well, care, and I would literally was. call it the landfill. I wouldn't give a shit, and I'd get a bunch of gross tubby bitches and be like, yo, dude, we're going to fucking do this. Steve's like, no. You can have, you can have chubby chug Thursdays. <laughs> Taco Tuesdays. <laughs> Double decker Taco Tuesdays. Fish um, Taco, fish taco okay. Fridays. Yeah. Right. Enough of all that shit. And then I did end up, when I finally woke up yesterday after fucking napping all day, I watched this fucking awesome movie, which I am so ready to talk about now. Yeah. So, and this is Chad Daddy's pick. Yes, it so is. Chad, you want to take Bravo. it away? I would love to. The film we're talking about today is 1408, released June 22nd, 2007. And it goes a little something like this. The cynical and skeptical writer Mike Enslin writes books evaluating supernatural phenomena in hotels, graveyards, and other haunted places, usually debunking the mystery. He receives an anonymous postcard in the mail telling him not to stay in room 1408 at the Dolphin Hotel in New York City. His attempts to make a reservation there are unsuccessful, and he's told that it isn't available ever. His research reveals that there have been a number of very strange deaths in that room dating as far back as the hotel's opening 95 years earlier. The hotel is forced to accept him, but the manager, Gerald Olin, begs him not to stay there. In his opinion, the room is evil and no one has ever been able to stay in there for more than an hour. Intrigued, Mike chooses to ignore the hotel manager's insistent warnings of the evil room's grave dangers. And after packing his spirit detecting gear, he boldly enters a secret realm of bizarre occurrences and surreal instances. Will room 1408 make for an excellent final chapter in Skeptic Mike's new novel? Bum, bum, bum. Directed by Mikhail Hafstrom, The Right and Escape Plan. Written by Mike Greenberg, Halloween H2O, Reign of Fire, Scott Alexander, Problem Child, Man on the Moon, and Larry Karazuski, Ed Wood, and Goosebumps. And this is also based on a short story by Stephen King. Produced by Lorenzo de Bonaventura, who did Transformers and The Meg. Nice. All right. Let's see how bad. Come on, Bobby. We missed you should last be easy. week. These should we be easy. Fucking All missed right. you last right. week. John Cusack being John Malkovich, hot tub time machine as Michael Mike Enslin, Samuel Jackson. Do I really got to say what that mm-hmm. man's been in? 
do I have nah. to? Samuel L. Jackson, Deep Blue Sea, Snakes on a Plane, and a I, ton of other movies. I think it would have been funnier if you Jackson. went with some random ones, dude. You were like, The Coming Incredibles. America. And, <laughs> and like, this fucking I should have. <laughs> As um, Gerald Olin, Mary McCormick, Private Parts, Mystery oh. Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> I just realized, I'm like, wow, that's been a long time. Uh huh. <laughs> As uh, Lily uh, Enslin, uh, Tony. Shalahalb. I did not. We just had him. Shalub. Shalub. Like two, two weeks, weeks ago. ago. Two weeks ago, Bobby. Shalub. He's all good. Shalub. I could never Shalub. <laughs> 13 Ghosts. Galaxy Quest as Sam Farrell. Len... Oh, he was great on Galaxy Quest. He was. I love that movie so much. I need to rewatch that again. Uh, Len. I can't. Karu. Karu. The Sounds I must right. be, yeah. Secret window, Bumblebee as Mike's father, Jasmine, Jessica Anthony, The Butterfly Room, Killer Weekend as Katie Enslin, Isaiah Whitlock Jr., Enchanted, Lightyear as Hotel Engineer, King best character Tom. ever. He was he going in that fucking uh-uh. room. Yo, <laughs> he was, Love yo, that he guy. Was, I like how he's like, yo, I'm gonna walk you through it, man. Any moron could get it going. Like, <laughs> uh, Kim Thompson, The Tenth Kingdom, Princess Diaries 2 as Hotel hotel desk clerk and benny you're guides is that close enough yeah all right okay uh roadhouse street fighter as claw hammer maniac who did he fucking play in roadhouse now i want to know Road he did a lot of like background but he's mostly done stunt work i know but i still want to know so i'm trying to figure out roadhouse and street fighter what a two fucking combination movie right yeah there. seriously if you, if you look at it it says like you know Laughing guy number one or something weird shit like that. Okay, but like, okay. Like, he did. He he's mostly known for stunts. Stunt well, work. Though. I was just gonna say because like you see him as the guy in the mirror of this movie. Like I'm like he doesn't look like someone that be in Roadhouse. That's why I'm like, huh? dude. I, no joke. I thought that was a woman. I thought that I was thought it was a woman, woman. too. Oh, oh really? Like, hey, it wasn't I just it was me a then. Chick. I thought it was. I thought, um, I thought so too. I thought it was fucking Howard there. Ron Howard's brother. <laughs> oh, Actually, yeah, yeah i thought it was clint that, howard dude i saw yeah. the bald head with the fucking hair that, like, oh, that would have been great oh, that would have been, been great clint howard god damn it oh well. ice cream <laughs> man <laughs> oh man all nice. right M- music by gabriel Yared, city of angels the talented mr ripley cinematography by benoit delhomme mortal transfer the idol edited by peter boyle Waterworld, robin hood prince of thieves Ooh. Effects and makeup by the Senate VFX, 10,000 BC, Total Recall, 2012. <sighs> Distributed by the Weinstein Company, MGM. Runtime of 104 minutes, MPAA rating of PG-13. Budget, $25 million, and it grossed $133 million. Hairs. Yeah, Wait, that's not bad. No. Is Was the director's much- cut rated R? Because I swore I watched a rated R version. I think it's unrated. Oh yeah, director's cuts are usually on. That's weird. They it. had it marked as rated R, so I was like, hmm, okay. Is there a yeah. reason why it's the Weinstein Company and not Dimension? Because it says Dimension in the beginning. I'm just asking it's, in general. It said Dimension. I don't know why it says the Weinstein okay, Company. Okay, I I just wanted it to. It probably ask. wasn't. It wasn't Dimension <clears throat> Extreme though. No, no, this was not. No, the opening credit says Dimension Films. Did it? Yeah, mm. no. All right, so. Chad Daddy, you've been waiting to get this bitch on the list for a minute, dude. Yeah, I have. It was my my friend's request who, you know, Jeremy's no longer with us, and I've been waiting for a reason to watch it, and you know, the reason presented the you know, opportunity presented itself. So yeah, I threw it on here and I I really enjoyed it. You know, it's not it seemed 
a lot of the haunting, I'm pretty sure, was all psychological and in his head. I don't I think the majority of I don't well, know. I, don't I know. think, I think I got, a lot of, because because when you look at it and it goes into my notes, a lot of it was him dealing with the grief of losing his daughter. But yeah. I got a Barry Jacobs ladder type feel from this. Yes. Fucking movie. Yes. Yes. Oh, see, I was going to go more shining. Like I was like, yo, the room is literally just taking your shit. And like, uh, yeah, but he didn't go crazy. Like Jack. But you got to think, think he was getting there. He almost did. He, but did he was fucking down. getting there. But think of this. And this is what I wrote down in on my phone. Nothing. He, he went to all these haunted locations. Nothing paranormal happened until after he had his accident. So. Was he in hell? Was he in purgatory? And that's what occurred in the hotel? That's because nothing paranormal nothing paranormal happened to him until after he drowned. This is true. This is true. I I think it's personally just the room in itself. I don't I think it's one of those things where and I always kind of like this, where it doesn't necessarily have to have some crazy deep backstory of some dude fucking put something in there and like because of the metal or no, this room just happens to be fucking evil and no one knows why. Yeah. <clears throat> like that's all it is. I, I think it's a, I think it's a good combination of yeah. Him dealing with the past, but the room is paranormal. It's evil. And it is one of those, maybe where it's like, well, we're not here to make you somewhat maybe kill yourself. Like most of the others. Cause there was 56 deaths, but maybe to realize. And once he did that realization, that's what, brought him to that this will also depend on what ending you watched so chad you said there was four endings to this? four different endings four i endings. saw three of them and then i saw the the fourth one which oh eh. so the, fourth, the, the one right. that's asked probably where she doesn't hear the <coughs> daughter's voice no okay, that's the one i did see i, that's, I, saw, eh? I saw where she saw it or she yes, that's it that's the theatrical version that's the theatrical ending. yeah the, where he eh? lives and everything Yes. The one that the eh one that I'm talking about is where Mike actually dies and then he's a ghost in the backseat and then you see him in the burned hotel room and then he just kind of fades away. Mm-hmm. And then there's another that was one the original the- ending of the movie. And I was like, eh, it's- and that's the one that's on the director's cut. Yeah. So there I guess another- I didn't see the director's cut. That's no, just- there's another ending where they showed the whole funeral scene with him and Lily yeah. or and his wife, I should say. Yeah, there's one that shows the funeral scene. There's one that doesn't show the funeral scene, but you hear like a funeral. Um, so he dies in two of the endings. One ending is the theatrical ending. And the, the fourth one is the same as the theatrical ending, except his wife does not hear the daughter's voice on the tape recorder. Interesting. Which I, I like the ending that I saw with him and his wife reconciling. Yeah. And she hears the voice because then it's like, oh. Yeah, because then he wasn't crazy. Exactly. That, and that's why that's why I'm thinking that he died. And everything that we saw was him processing his mind still going. And then the happy ending that he had for me. And this is just what I took from it. The happy ending that he had was him in his heaven. And Samuel L. Jackson was either death or the devil or some kind of fucking thing. Some kind of like that. That was I don't want through that. Trial. That That is one of the theories. And that's in my notes that he was uh, considered to be his guardian angel. Ooh, see, I like that. I don't yeah. like the whole death thing because then that just reminds me of Tony Todd from the yeah from Final the, Destination. Yeah, because like he's practically so dead. I just I just feel like there was more to it because, like I said, no, he didn't experience anything paranormal until he drowned, and then that's when 
he moves now, on. To was this. it because he was drowned, or is it because literally every place he went to was a phony because they weren't really haunted? Well, like, it could have been that, or it could be because he drowned and he died. And what we saw was I, him uh, being put I, through trials because he's talking about you know what is it the nine realms of hell or whatever the fuck. Yep. Nine and levels. so he's he's going through all these different things. So was he being put to the test in this hotel room that was really just basically? But if you also look at it, everything they went through is also the five stages of grief. True. That's yeah. true, too. See, I think every, I honestly think all of what we're saying, I think it's all of it. It's because yeah. it all plays a part. Yes, he drowned. I think he, I don't think he died there, but I, I think it played a part in him thinking about death a little bit more. This room comes up. My daughter's dead. I have an estranged wife. I'm still grieving. I don't want to say I'm still grieving. I'm I'm a selfish man. I'm this. I'm that. Like it all. It's a lot of heavy shit. But okay, he so doesn't maybe, want to deal with it. Maybe his drowning was like a near-death thing and kind of like an um <clears throat> kind of like oh shit. Um What's the one with Kevin Bacon again? Oh, oh, oh uh, Jesus Christ. Star of Echoes. Stir of Echoes. Echoes. Yeah, but maybe it's like Stir of Echoes and it kind of like opened up a door and just opened him to this whole world of paranormal that he, so, he couldn't, couldn't witness before. Okay, and here's another thing. Remember when I told you that I noticed something that I had never noticed before? Because I've seen this movie a bunch of times, and this was actually the first time that I ever noticed this. When he picks up the Bible and he throws it down, it's mm -hmm. backwards. That's, yeah, that's, I, oh, that that was actually good. that was intentional um, foreshadowing to show how evil the room is. See, and I had never, I never noticed that before. And I was like, what the fuck? So like, I rewound it again. I was like, was it backwards? And it was. And I was like, maybe he's in, maybe what we're watching is like the mirror of what is actually going on. Because, you know, when he looks out the window and he sees like the mirror yeah. version of himself. So I'm like, what the fuck <clears throat> is going on? So like, I had all these like different things going on in my head in this movie that I've seen a shitload of times before, but I actually like paid attention to it this time. Right. Yeah, I would say this is my second time watching it. I think I saw this when it first came out. I'm like, well, 07, but I watched it in 08. Um, no, I, I I agree with you guys. I I don't personally think he died. I think maybe the surfing accident maybe opened him up a little bit more to it. I do like the whole reset they did with that to really fucking throw you off because you were like, oh, because even for like, I know I've seen this movie, but I haven't seen it in so long. Even I was like, I don't remember this. What's going on here? Like, <laughs> yeah. wait. Um, but no, it's it, it's a fantastic spooky movie. I didn't, and this could this just might be a personal gripe. I didn't really care with how they made the ghost look like. Yes, video I, style. Uh, I'm not huge on that. I've seen that aesthetic used a few times here or there. Sometimes it works, but it just I don't know. It it's it almost took me out a little bit when I saw the ghosts going through versus and, just dealing with the room and itself because like dude not for nothing one of the favorites one of my best or my favorite scenes is when cusack hits his hand and literally just goes ham in this apartment or just room just putting blood everywhere yeah like i'm like what is going on dude <laughs> like he is just slapping everything just to put a fucking bloody handprint on dude. i love it <laughs> So this was my actually first full watch of this movie. I've only seen oh, nice. bits and pieces of it. So when I started watching this and shit started kind of happening, it started getting more serious. At first, I was kind of almost upset a little bit because I'm like, 
So where is his emotion? Skeptic or not, where is it? As the movie went on, he got more crazy and then he got emotional. I'm like, okay, now I see what I like. I like got upset. I'm like, if I was in that room, skeptic or not, and this is happening, I would be really freaking out or I would be highly upset. Like it, it like took me. I'm like, where is it? Where is it? Where's the upset? Where are you being freaked out? Like, come on, dude, give me a little bit more emotion. But then when it took the turn, I'm like, and then you start, I'm like, okay, so this, it, it, like, the, I kind of upset me at first, but then as I looked at it as a whole, I'm like, okay, now I see what they were doing. Word. Um, I will say I liked how it just, dist- like, how the room, the room was a character itself in this oh, movie. Yes. Yeah. Like, the way it completely changed, aesthetic, just constantly consistently changing all the way to the point where it's like frozen over. I fucking love those scenes. Like that was yeah. just cool as hell. Like, and I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like this movie, even though it has nothing necessarily to do with the shine or anything, there's just so many scene wise that just like make me think of that movie. Just ghosts going crazy, stuck in a grand hotel, freezing your ass off. Like I, there's just so many, like, I guess thematically thing, like things that are seen, but I don't know. Like, obviously, we have a good character. He's not a terrible, you know, he's not Jack by any means. Yeah, but he walked out on his wife. I mean, he, he walked out on his wife, how, but at the same time, to, he didn't know how to it, process the grief. I was going to say, that's, too. that's one of those ones where it's like, you didn't just walk out because, like, yo, you had a daughter there. And you're like, yo, daddy's going to get some milk. I'll be back. And then out. You know what I mean? Like, I, unfortunately, dude, like, I could only... And I don't know about you guys, but in that moment, even I realistically thought, I'm like, dude, like, can you imagine if you only, like, Jen and I only have one kid, dude. If anything were to God forbid happen, happen dude, I, dude, that would be fucking terrible. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I've no seen doubt. that drive couples apart, and, and other times it can strengthen them together. It all depends on people, you know? Like, given the situation, obviously, like, like you said, dude, he couldn't look at his wife's face because he reminded, I, I, how could you not feel that? You know what I mean? Like, I would. And, yeah, dude, if, if you can't deal with that heartbreak on the day, I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm not, you know what I mean? Like making excuses for him by any means. I just, I feel like I understand it, I, but yeah, I got no, yeah, I can't say I do. Now I will say, I thought one of the coolest little scenes, even though it was like a little CGI was the ledge scene. I thought that was interesting, but yeah. I liked how they, I liked how they just did that and like left them. Like, how do you want It's weird. Cause it's one even though it's one location, like it still feels like this thing is huge and mm-hmm. small at the same time, like almost cube, like never ending. But, it made me want to write a book about all the locations that I've been to and be like, you should. Yeah, this place is not fucking haunted, <laughs> but you should, you should definitely be uh, awesome. You could have a whole 10 best series, <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, this, this for being a 2007 horror movie on top of that, I feel like I got to give credit to because this came oh, yeah. out in the time where just shit sucked. And this yes. was actually a good one. Yeah, this was, was out. This was out during the darkening and this was not uh, it wasn't a dark movie. Mm-hmm. No, no, had great a, actors psychologically. It was dark, but yeah, it was really. It was actually, well. Yeah. I mean, Which, John Cusack's fucking great. Like, yes, yes. I l- love every movie he's fucking been in. So. Is it John? Is it just John Cusack's aesthetic to wear a dark black jacket, or is it, or, do, Maybe. or do they just want him to do that? Well, because it's John Cusack's like. Well, well, I mean, when he came to Monster Mania, that's how he dressed. 
Okay, so, right, so maybe in, he's just like, look, just, I'm just gonna dress as myself and act. The and he was character. In, but he was it. in sunglasses and he had a hat on. I heard he was nice, but that's what he wore. So, nice. but it kind of reminds me of like Keanu. Like I feel like that's Keanu's just like style now too. It's just like you know, dark. You know, they, they he don't, dresses don't like use, John Wick. Essentially. Yeah, they they don't even use the the the, the costume, the wardrobe, but the. He right. just wears his own clothes. It's street but, clothes. Yeah, he just comes yeah. out street wearing that, and they're like, "All right, yeah. let's start rolling." Exactly. Which, in this movie, dude, I am all for the Hawaiian shirt underneath the dress sports. Yes, I love that look, and I want to rock it. <laughs> He's like fancy Magnum PI. Yeah. Hey man, Weird Al would approve. Uh, yeah, he <laughs> would. Fuck it, a. All right. If so he were still else alive, we... if he were still that's alive. right. Yeah. Rest, rest in, in peace. peace. Rest in peace. <laughs> Assassinated in 1985. So long ago. Damn. Um, <laughs> all right. So, is there anything I else? Think it, I think it Bobby still hasn't watched the movie. Oh, people oh, who have. haven't seen the movie are like, what the fuck <laughs> are you talking about? Weird Al's not dead. <laughs> Fucking not. Just watch the movie. Just watch Madonna the movie. Madonna had him assassinated in 85. <laughs> uh, on stage. On stage. Oh, at the award ceremony. Okay. It was like live on TV. Like, oh, that was so great. That? I, was, I love that. Dude I wasn't standing fucking up alive. Three rows yeah. in front of him, like, <laughs> <laughs> fucking movie's great. Dude. I love that he's sitting there putting the fucking rifle together, and nobody, right, even notices. <laughs> it's the best, dude. Okay, I oh, will have man. to put that on this week at some point. But you know what pissed me off though I, about that movie is I, I, I'm glad that they finally got out that Michael Jackson ripped him off. Yeah, all so so goddamn time, dude. So glad they fucking put that out there. No, that's, oh, that's so no funny. longer an eat it jacket. That's a beat it jacket. <laughs> <laughs> eat it. Oh my god. Oh, Alrighty. Oh, so, is there so anything silly. else we want to discuss on this movie before we bring in the BBK, or do we want to hear? Right, let's, let's hear. Let's, let's, let's hear. Let's hear from the saucy Alcy. Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna bring him in right with us. So we'll keep it. All right. Well, howdy doody there, folks. It's your DKB here back for another episode of Gormor. And this week, I'm here to talk to you about 1408. Now, I'm going to keep it short and sweet this week. So I'll just kick it off straight away by saying how much I really enjoy this film. I find it very underappreciated, especially for a Stephen King adaptation. It still flies under the fucking radar. Even back when it first came out, it did. So if any of you motherfuckers out there in Radio Land have not seen it or heard of it definitely suss it out because it'll definitely pique your interest now what i really enjoy about this film most is obviously oh not only the fucking fantastic fantastic performance by uh mr cusack himself it's probably more so the fact that it plays off as a thriller um with supernatural elements about it um it, it's obviously got horror themes and that through it but it feels so much more by the end of the film it really captures the emotional depth of uh fear, paranoia, and, you know, uh, that emotional side of love and loss, grief. And it all plays out extremely well throughout the visual storytelling of what it is, especially the cinematography. This is absolutely fucking fantastic. That one scene where all the water starts gushing out of the painting, it's just, it's it's a simple effect when you have to break it down in terms of directing that scene. Obviously, they're just, it's a built room on a stage and then there's like a water tank behind it. But it just, the way it's captured is, looks absolutely incredible. It looked like there was fucking hardly any CGI um, throughout the majority of this film. Obviously, there was, um, just to get them transitional shots in here and there throughout the editing phase, um, and then even like the painting itself, I'll keep referring to that in some, some shots where it's actually moving uh, before he hits it. But yeah, other than that, this film really, yeah, it, it really, um, the, 
the, the room itself really tries to break down one's persona and paranoia and their character and um, really throws everything at you, like what's, what's your biggest fear, what, what, what breaks you mentally and physically. And to see John Cusack, you know, bring it all with his performance in this and go through the fucking ropes and the ringer with the fucking entity itself of the room. It, it's fantastic to see how like, manipulates him, plays with his mind, and then sh- sends him down this downward spiral of just fucking uh, madness. And by the end of the film, depending on which ending you watch, I mean, they both are fucking great endings. I, I like them both. But I'm probably more so dedicated to the one where he actually survives. Um, because, well, I won't actually know a way that I won't spoil it. But I will just say that it feels more comforting that he was able to find inner peace with himself. And you can't help but feel that the, that the room has sort of like, you know, changed his look on life. And he's not this fucking person who he once used to be. And it's great. It's a great little ending for the film. I feel that when I watched the other ending, it, it, it kind of bummed me out because it was just sort of, you know, just done and dusted. I, I just didn't feel like there was any explanatory reasons behind why they did what they did other than the fact that it's just an evil fucking room quoted by Samuel L. Jackson himself. So, yeah, I mean, this film is absolutely fucking fantastic for what it is. Um, it was great to go back and watch it this week. Yeah, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it very much every time I put it on. Um, so today I'm going to have to give it a Gormore score of a 4.3. All right. This is your DKB signing out, and I hope you mother lickers have a fantastic evening. Cheers. Love you, brother. Cheers, right. Brody. Thank All you, right. Brody. Wonderful. So that's a 4.3 from the Brody. All Very right. nice. Good. Started off high. I like it. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I agree with him. I like the ending where he lives better because it feels like it's it's a better payoff through the whole story. Because if you know, he goes through all of that and he just dies anyway, it kind of seems like the whole story is just pointless then. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I, I like the... And sometimes I like bleak endings, but this one I enjoyed the happier ending. I, I also think that if that was the ending where he did die, even though it, it also tells me, I mean in real life we're all gonna pass at some point but if you went through all that it's like he really wasn't that terrible of a character and you still died it's like yeah like he was an asshole, asshole yeah like, like you didn't yeah. give me a payoff you're just like oh he was not that terrible eh, whatever we're still killing it's like eh, you're leaving me really like not wanting to like it well and that not only for that but at least i'll i can only speak for myself but like Dude, all the emotional moments with him and his daughter, man. Like, mm-hmm. going through all that just to still die? Like, what the yeah. fuck kind of write-off is that? Then, like, what the hell is, like... But, like, I mean, at least he would be in the afterlife with his daughter. That we know of. Maybe he's actually in hell. But why is he in hell? You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. I, I could see him being stuck in hell if the room is hell. But why did he get there? Just because he left his wife? Because the daughter died? Like, I don't know. That's not... I don't know if that's a good enough reason. Selfishness, me, maybe. But, yeah, you know. if they'd have set him up to be like a sleeve <laughs> bag or something, like after his right. daughter died, you know, then it's it's yeah. warranted. But he, I mean, and that's why I said maybe it's like purgatory. Like he was stuck in purgatory or something, you know, and, and he had to go through that trial to get out or some shit. You know what? Randomly enough, and it's just because you mentioned purgatory. One of the coolest, like, ideas of purgatory, and I know Chad Daddy will enjoy this, 
for me is from supernatural dude i love how they explain purgatory <laughs> in that dude like it's scary as fuck it's not even like it's nothing what like me being raised catholic like how, you know what, like yeah yeah to me as a kid i always pictured limbo as like the hyperbolic time chamber you're just stuck in this nothingness until you can get the fuck out right mm-hmm. but supernatural is like nah man all the shit that god created that he didn't know what to do yeah that's stuck there too so have fun it's like what that's <laughs> where all the monsters are <laughs> yeah dude leviathans werewolves fucking you name it like holy vampires man. yeah yeah dude because they're not inherently they're not evil that's just what their nature is. So they can't go to hell when they die. They go to fuck. And it's like, holy shit, dude. So you got it. Like, imagine Limbo being the most like survival ridden fucking afterlife. Like, I love it, dude. <laughs> I figured Heather would be on that too. Heather does. <laughs> um, all right. But yeah, thank you, Brody, for that. I, this is a fucking fantastic review, dude. I feel like you hit it pretty much all the way. Yeah. Um, is there anything else we want to discuss or do you want to allow Chad Daddy to open these cards? I want him to spread those. Spread them. All righty. All right. So in the movie, Mike Ensland says to his recorder, hotel rooms are just naturally creepy places, don't you think? I mean, how many people have slept in that bed before you? How many of them were sick? How many of them were losing their minds? Stephen King wrote this in his explanatory note of 1408 in his compilation book of short stories. So that's what he actually wrote about this story. Okay. Not wrong, really, also, if you think about it. Yeah, but if you don't want to think about who fucked on your bed, don't bring a blacklight to look at it. That look, too. anytime we go anywhere on our investigations, I got my handy dandy blacklight with us. <laughs> We've funny. stayed in some questionable fucking rooms. That's You're just I'm like, saying. that is definitely semen. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm going to sleep in the car. That's I'm right. I'm good here. <laughs> Why is there semen in here, too? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Uh, Continuing crazy while, ghost mottos. Uh, while addressing his audience at the book signing, Mike says, stay scared. This is actually a phrase used by director George Romero, a friend of Stephen King's. Romero said this at numerous times in conventions and often used it as a part of his signature. Oh, right. That, that is one man I wish I met. Same. Oh, well. I, know, I just wanted to look up to him in a six foot five fucking ass. Like you do with me? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Just see myself in those big fucking square glasses. <laughs> One could only wish. Anyway. I, didn't re- I didn't realize he was that tall. Uh, the story in which this film was based on was almost never written. Stephen King originally created the first few pages of 1408 for his nonfiction book called On Writing as an example of how to revise a first draft. The story, however, intrigued him and he wound up not only finishing a complete draft, but he adapted it for an audiobook compilation of short stories. Oh. Interesting. Okay. So it was originally he wrote this whole draft of just to use an example of. I feel like I could get way more into like Stephen King's short stories than the actual books. It's like I like Stephen King, dude, but sometimes his writing's a little wonky. I don't think I get it half the time, and I also don't have the patience to read an entire book anymore <laughs> if you wonder if you want to read any of his books read any of them written prior to i'd say about 1990 that's fair his 80s stuff was a lot more as well oh, it was yeah. a lot better yeah like that's realized, right. you know what i'm talking about though he's got those like stephen king mannerisms where he just says like weird shit that you're like i don't know if anybody would actually say that or he just made that shit up off of cocaine <laughs> like the only it's the book of, cocaine. That's right. The only book that I would love to read because I like the movie is Doctor Sleep of his mom. Ooh, all right, I'm I'm sure 
the book is a lot different too still fair enough i have yet to watch dr sleep so same what I hey like going on the list next year. I say we got a whole new year coming up, buddy. Yeah, don't worry I, have a good I already have. I already, have already did the shine, so I already have ten on my list. So yeah. Jesus Christ! Oh shit! I haven't even started about a list. We still got. We still got to throw in some December picks too. Yo, man, I'm not for nothing, dude. But I say that we all try to get to the theater that weekend when the David Harbor movie comes out and just fucking do it, dude. Fuck that looks down. so fucking, fucking great. Down. I am down, dude. I will be like, if I got to go to the theater even by myself to watch it. Like, I literally, I, I hadn't seen anything about that movie until last week, right after the show. I was watching 911 with my wife, and that a preview for that came on. Wow, what a preview for that show. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> it oh, looks yeah, great. What's it, what's it called? Um, Naughty Night. Yes. Was it Naughty Night? I thought it was. I'm pretty right. sure it's Naughty Night. Because it's. There, the, the problem is, dude, we're at this point where you, you get so many, like, crazy, like, Christmas movies, dude. Like, how many times, you know what I mean? You got Silent Night, Deadly Night, Silent Night, the remake. Fuck it. I'm but pretty I, sure it's Naughty Night. But. I, I love how you guys described it as it's basically Die Hard meets Santa's sleigh. It is. Yeah. It's exactly what it it's, is. That's, that's, the, that's the vibe I'm getting, and it looks great. Santa's sleigh if Santa was the good guy. Yes. Oh, I, I gotta watch that again this year. I gotta make the wife watch that again. That was so great. Oh, bro, that's you know what it is. Christmas you class. know what it is. It's the fucking Santa movie from fucking Scrooged. Yo, oh my god, that's what oh it is. God. It is you're the right. fucking Santa movie <laughs> oh, from Scrooged. It's Violet Night. Violet, Violet Night. That's it. And you're right. It's the million. It's the six million dollar man teams up with Santa to save it. <laughs> Save them from the that would be oh my god! Oh. I want <laughs> all that boy this year, six million dollar man. I want all that shit from the movie Scrooge, dude. Oh yeah, fuck yeah! <laughs> like all those like fucking I have so, like, Now that's a favorite Christmas. That movie. is one of my go to Christmas You'll movies. Yes. Oh, hands down, dude. Yeah. Just because a he quotes, he even does a Ghostbusters quote in it, and that's like wow. That's <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hell yeah. All right. What else we got, Chad Daddy? Okay. At one point in the movie, Mike wears a hat that says paranoia is total awareness. This is a nod to one of Stephen King's favorite quotes. Perfect paranoia is perfect awareness. Paranoia. I know you guys get a kick out of that. Hell yeah, dude. Okay. One of the first victims of the room was named Grady. Grady was a character in The Shining, another horror story about a hotel written by Stephen King. Yeah. I I even wrote that down in my notes in case nobody noticed. Nope. I got it. Which honestly, dude, like now that the snow's flying, I'm probably gonna have to pop that DVD. Yeah, that sometime because uh, like that's not that it's a Christmas movie, but dude, like once the snow starts flying, that's the kind of aesthetic I want to get into there. Because it's where you're in your house, trapped out, but there's snowstorm. It's that like, and this, yeah, yeah, all oh, the thing, yes, and even 2011's the thing. I enjoy it still. I don't you're care. Too, I, I like it. It's, it's shitty no, CGI and all. I was gonna say it's good. Too it's much good, CGI. It's still a good prequel, though, I think. But go back to our previous episode where we actually review that if you want to check that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, continuing on. In its standard edition, standard edition, the DVD runtime is exactly 104 minutes and 8 seconds, referring directly to the movie's title. This also makes the DVD stop playing at precisely 144.08, again referring to the title. That's fucking awesome. Wow. You know, now that I just realized that, yeah, when it said time to watch it, uh, now I look, I'm like, oh, my God. It's oh, wait, exactly, I'll, yeah. j- just wait. Uh, uh, due to alleged paranormal activity, the Emily Morgan Hotel in San Antonio, Texas, has sealed one of their rooms 
1408. No, no, it is not sealed. They closed it off. They did close it off because a girl was murdered in that room a few years ago. So they closed it off. They opened it back up. And I've been in that fucking room. And you're still here. Where is the Cecil Hotel? The I need Cecil to figure- is in, uh, that's in California. In is that Los in California? Angeles, okay. In Los Angeles. Yes. That's like supposed to be one of the most like haunted hotels, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. But Emily Morgan is extremely haunted. We heard fucking a telephone ringing in the, they have, okay. So when you step off the elevator and come to think about it, the, the hallways look very similar to what's in it's 1408. Just begun. <laughs> so when you, when you step off the elevator, there's like this old school desk and there's this vintage phone and I picked it up. It was not connected. There was no batteries, nothing. So we're in the room. That fucking phone rang. Nobody else was on this floor. We had the entire floor to ourselves. Nobody else on the fucking floor. And that fucking phone started ringing. I have that shit on camera of that fucking phone ringing. And when we turned the corner, the fucking phone stopped ringing. Dude, I loved when the game Phasmophobia did that shit. I just love the fact that I just love the fact that Scoobs was in 1408. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I know how fucking insane that is. And then what's fucked up is I slept in that room by myself after fucking Mike and TJ basically pissed off everything that was in that fucking room and slept slept in the fucking room next to it. And I'm like, wow, you sons of bitches. Like, I fucking hate y'all. Fucking A. All right. So Heather brings up a really good question. And I don't mean to skirt it, but I want to know if you guys ever caught this. So he wrote. What was it? Room 1408 or it was for something 1408. And then he wrote equals 13, but it was like, it was a multiple of things. If you add up one, four, Oh, eight. I'm what? getting to that. Oh, he's on. Oh, I'm getting oh, to okay. That. Here okay. We go. There you go, bud. Okay. Um, Mary McCormick was pregnant throughout filming, explaining why most of the shots of her are filmed above the waist. Uh-huh. This is John Cusack's second appearance in a Stephen King film adaptation. The first was stand by me in 86. Yes. I forget that Stephen King all the time, dude. <clears throat> he was the he was uh his older brother. Yeah. All right. I can remember is fat Jerry O'Connell. <laughs> <laughs> I always forget that that's Jerry O'Connell. Right? It's before he had his glow up. Okay, so there are many references to the number 13 throughout the movie. The room is numbered 1408. Add each number together and it equals 13. 1 plus 4 plus 0 plus 8. The room is on the 14th floor, and the hotel skips the 13th floor, so the room is technically on the 13th floor. The room's key lock also has 6214 etched into it, which adds up to 13. And the first death was in 1912, which adds up to 13. Mm-hmm. Also, if you add 19 plus 12, you get 31, which when reversed is 13. Even the month and year of the movie's release date, June 2007, sums up to 13. 6 plus 7, 607, 13. Yeah, they really... God damn. Oh, okay. In addition to the previous numbers adding up to 13, the hotel is mentioned to be at 2254 Lexington, Lexington Street in New York City. 2254 adds up to 13. God damn! So it's almost like the number, well, the number itself, 1408, is almost like a a throw-off if you're not thinking about it. Everything comes around to number 13 in this movie. Hmm. 
What shoe? What shoe size is he? <laughs> Thirteen. Uh, and, and it might be John Cusack's a pretty tall guy. He is. He's, he's very tall. Guy. Six foot, right? No, he is. Probably about six one, six two. Word. Nice, dude. That's awesome, man. They really sat down and thought about that one. I like that. Mm-hmm. In the short Stephen King story, 1408, upon which the film was based, Katie Enslin is not a prominent figure, nor is her death discussed in detail. Instead, the book mentions Mike being a chronic chain smoker who had a brother who had died of lung cancer. In the screenplay, Katie's name was originally to be Gracie, but this was later changed. In the eventual film, Katie is implied to have terminal cancer. However, her illness is never explicitly stated. Yeah, I think they... (laughs) Jesus Christ, Tyler. (laughs) (laughs) Is it Tyler? Um, I mean, I kind of took it as terminal cancer just because, you know, the way they did their makeup and all that good shit. But I guess it could just be ambiguous. It doesn't need to be anything. It's just it's a child dying. It's sad enough as it is. Yeah. You don't need to go into detail. Fuck uh, real quick. He is six two. I had to check. That. Yeah. Hey, see, see if you can figure out his shoe size. Please tell me it's 13. Um, I'll look. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Enslin, while looking at the book of the murders, unknowingly circles the 14th floor and ends up back at the elevator he got off. The classical mu- music that is playing in the elevator was featured in the beginning of Father's Day, the first segment, which is part of the anthology collection Creep Show. And possibly one of the better segments from it. Mm-hmm. Not the so, best, but one of the better. Sadly to say, he is 11 and a half. Damn. But they said something else about a certain appendage. Uh, no kidding. <laughs> Big socks. Yeah. Big nose. What else we got, buddy? <laughs> the scene in which Mike climbs across the ledge as a means of escape could be a reference to another of Stephen King's short stories, The Ledge, in which a man must circumnavigate a high ledge in order to win a bet. Which was Ugh. one of the stories, by the way, in Cat's Eye. What's Cat's Eye? You've never That's seen Cat's Eye? Stephen, you never seen Cat's Eye? Yeah. Never even heard of it. What is it? Stephen King, Drew Barrymore's in it. Little girl yeah. with the little troll. Yeah, say little I goblin in the world. Oh, I fucking hate that son of a bitch. <laughs> dude, that little thing. Dude, I'm not even lying. That little fucking thing still to this day creeps me the fuck out. I and I'm glad he died. I'm glad that little fucker died. Fuck that <laughs> fucking thing. Yeah, I can't say I've ever seen this movie. Oh, dude. You have to get yeah, that. I, it's it's a good one. It's that might have to be on the list for next year. It's a horror movie. Ooh, yeah, I guess yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. The cover doesn't give it a good like horror vibe. Cover so <laughs> the cat, just like <laughs> the it menu looks does. like a Disney movie, dude. Listen, just, just like the menu doesn't either, John. Walt Disney presents Cat's Eye. I still say the menu looks like fucking Hell's Kitchen. The movie, Hell, yeah, much, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love that description. Okay, the reoccurring photo Mike sees of a former guest in fourteen oh eight who committed suicide. <clears throat> Excuse me. It was created purely with computer effects. The actress who played the guest laid atop the bed and had her picture taken. Afterwards, digital editing software was used to make it appear as if she'd had slit her wrists. The photos were then printed on traditional photo paper and added to the other prop photos in Mr. Olin's photo. Damn. Go right ahead. I want that book. Yeah, I want mm-hmm. that whole book, dude. I think that'd be cool. That'd be like a random like. If you were really into this movie, you're like I have the yeah. great prop book. Like, that, would, <laughs> that would be fucking cool, though. I'd be for it. Anyway, I, I bet if you looked on Etsy, people probably make them. I'm Possible. Sure. You yeah, look on Etsy. How you can... Accurate are they? Right. Like, 
who's pause who's pause screen in 1408 like, <laughs> listen if you're a stephen king fan someone's done it and has it you know what this I'm is just true this up now this is He's true <laughs> in the beach restaurant scene where enslin is opening his birthday mail and comes across a new york postcard which says don't enter 1408 on it there's no return address this was meant to imply that the hotel itself sent the postcard out to lauren a new victim after years of owen banning newcomers from staying in the room however one other fan theory is that it was, in fact, Olin himself who sent it, and that Olin is, in fact, an angel trying to protect Enslin from his own actions. Interesting. You know, sometimes our guardian angels need to just need to fucking say it. Like, hey, quit fucking around. Yeah, but, then, but then we don't learn anything. Right. That's the whole point. They just have to guide you. They're your guardian. Oh, that explains mm. a lot, then. I want to really find this book, but I'm not finding it. <laughs> Sam Jackson and John Cusack appeared in another Stephen King adaptation together, Cell, in 2016. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yes, they did. I heard really bad things about that movie, though. That's why. I never saw it. I don't think I ever saw it. Because then I'd have to retract my statement of him being in everything good. Mm. <laughs> I was totally kidding. I have no idea what that movie's about. Oh, oh that's ah. a horror movie, too? Horror thriller, huh? Interesting. So I forgot to throw this up there. In addition to various other things adding to the number 13, when Mike receives the postcard, it says, don't enter 1408 written on it. There are 13 characters in the phrase if you exclude spaces. That's all righty then. The axe the fireman uses to break down the hotel door at the end of the movie is the same axe that Jack Nicholson used in The Shining. Both movies were shot at the same studio, Elm Street, in London. That makes me so happy. Okay, that yeah, that makes okay. me so happy. Yes. See, I was sitting on that because you mentioned how close this was to The Shining. I was biting my tongue because I wanted Dude, to say that in here. So much shit that I'm just like, I feel like you could, if you gave me The Shining and this in a double feature night, I'd be. Oh yeah, it'd be fucking yeah, great. Oh, definitely happy. But that I feel like you almost want to watch 1408 first and then end it with The Shining. And then you need to watch Doctor Sleep. I don't know. I might. I, I would switch them. I would want to yeah. watch the Shining first and then 1408 because I feel like 1408 is a little bit faster. It mm-hmm. is, but I like the Shining better. Yeah, I mean it's the Shining. The it's it is, but ah, I, I don't know. It's a tough one, dude. I don't know. For some reason, you just give me somebody in a bear suit getting a blowjob, and I'm just off. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck it. Actually, the bear guy in the bear suit wasn't on the receiving end of that BJ. That's right. No, he, yeah, he was giving. <laughs> Just like in Hot Tub Time Machine, another movie with John Cusack, where the bear's giving the blowjob in the hot tub. <clears throat> the first one. Oh, it's been great. a minute since I've seen that. Terrible. One. Yeah. <laughs> All I remember is they woke up and fucking, was it Rob Cordry puked on the squirrel that ended up fucking hey, up the game later like on? The little guy. Blech. Yeah, like in that whole scene where they're fucking having like they're going back in time and it's like all that montage bullshit. Yeah, the bear falls bear. in the tub and they're fucking like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> ah, good shit. What uh, else we got, Chad, Danny? While staying the night in room 1408, Mike goes through denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and eventually acceptance, all of which are the five stages of grief in that order. 1408 has many grief themes, especially revolving around Mike's daughter and him trying to run away from his own grieving process by traveling, abandoning Lily, and writing books that debunk the supernatural faith of his readers. Damn. That's like an extreme case, too. Like, to all extents. Yeah. That's cool, though, man. Like, I like that he goes through all the five stages. And I like that the 
Well, wasn't there even a part where the phone was even saying that it was like stage five or something like that? Uh, I think it said I it was your not. I don't think it was stage five, but I think it says time for your our express checkout. No, well, there says, was that, but there was another part. It said like victim five or something. Was it victim five? Okay, something Probably. like that. Okay. Uh, right. Mike Enslin says the room is on fire when talking to the receptionist about the thermostat, foreshadowing how the movie will end. Oh, oh yeah. Hey, yeah, think about that. Right. Yeah. I don't know why that didn't correlate. That thermostat sucks. <laughs> yeah, don't worry, I'm going to show you how to fix it. Okay, right from here. I ain't going right. in that room. That guy was that guy was the best. Uh, when the rooms are fir- when the windows are first bricked in, Mike notices that in one place the bricks say "Burn me alive," again foreshadowing the room's demise. Later, as the post office is being torn down, these bricks are shown again, indicating Mike is being returned to the room. He later follows that advice and burns down the room. So that transition scene, yes, fucking the reality to easily the room was fucking awesome. <laughs> yes, some of the I, like could you imagine? All the like, say you know, a deconstruction crew. Yeah, like that's insane. Yeah. Like just out of nowhere, and then they take you back to. So we have this joke, this running joke, and it's funny that you bring up the Emily Morgan. We have this running joke when we go on, you know, on our our investigations that when we go to sleep, we're gonna wake up and be in the Emily Morgan. <laughs> like literally, we say it every time. Like, oh fuck, up oh, here we go. Up, oh, we're gonna go to sleep and wake up in the Emily Morgan. Like literally, that is like a running joke that we have. So watching this, how fucked up would that be? Like, say I'm sitting here right now and all of a sudden the fucking wall starts and I'm in the fucking Emily Morgan. Like, damn, that place must've really fucked you up. Yeah. It was crazy, bro. That place was fucking crazy. Like if you guys ever get the chance to go to San Antonio, stay there. Interesting. I probably would never get the chance, but I'd be down. And it wasn't expensive at all. Like at all. It was not expensive. Okay, so going back to the deconstruction crew, I swear to God, the one guy was Vincent D'Onofrio. He looked exactly like him. I wasn't paying attention enough to him. Which guy? Yeah, that's what I mean. Well, obviously the guy that looked like D'Onofrio. Remember who looked like D'Onofrio, though? Because I feel like everybody we saw already as like bellhops and shit. Yeah, it it was the same people, and I thought that was him in that scene, too. Interesting. Wait, was it the first bellhop that showed up and was like, like came really like was in his no no no, no. he, oh, okay, he was the one that was behind the counter um and like walked away to go get samuel jackson yeah yeah that guy. gotcha yeah, yeah yeah he was a bigger dude i could see that he kind of had that face i think he was blonde though wasn't he i don't remember i don't think it, oh. I, it could have been Not Who knows? yeah because right. it wasn't him obviously all right all righty Anything else, Chad? Uh, let's see. When Mike wakes up on the beach, he looks up and a plane flies overhead with an advertisement attached to its tail. The last four digits of the telephone number is 1408. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything in your notes about why it said Psycho One on his on his wetsuit? No. A- after he drowned. Nothing. It said what? It Psycho said Psycho one. one. Like Psycho and then the number one. Is that maybe just I mean, a line? Was just allude it, I, to the movie Psycho? I don't fucking know. I don't know. I just I, 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 figured, I thought I figured it was just a a, a brand name. Oh, I thought it just so, had like yeah. a deeper meaning or something. Not that I know of. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Psycho. Although that could sound like a uh, a brand a surf name. company. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Anything else, Chad? Uh just the last thing I got here is what we already talked about. The four different uh, 
endings. We've already got into detail. We don't need to go into greater detail about it because, you know, if you've seen the director's cut ending, you know what it is. And we basically went through the details of it. And, you know, I guess the uh, ending, the uh, director's cut ending is the default ending on the Blu-ray release and the two disc collector's edition, Canadian Network's Space and the Movie Network. And the U.S. Uh, the U.S. Network FX broadcast that version of the film. Uh, Space broadcast the theatrical ending on July 2012, and this ending is also used in the U.K. and Australian DVDs and the U.S. iTunes and Netflix versions of the film. Damn. It makes it makes me wonder though, like if that's the theatrical version, why is it that there's just other ones that get so many different the other endings? Like, well, originally they. The the original ending was the director's cut ending. That was the only ending that they were going to use, and then it didn't, te- it didn't test so well. So then they came up with the happy mm. ending where he lives. I can see that. I can see test audiences saying, "Yeah, yeah. Fuck that, dude. that was," which blows my mind that somehow the ending for like the mist made it through fucking test audiences. Or the holy ending. shit. Or the ending yeah. for I or the ending for I Am Legend where they had an ending where he lived and they're like, "Yeah, you know, let's kill him anyway." Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, man, Will Smith would have been fucking fine with his dog had he not fucking dealt with that bitch. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing for um, when they made the first uh, Rambo movie. He dies, and they said, if you make him die in this movie, you're an idiot. So he went back and was like, okay, we'll change that. Dude, I haven't watched the first Rambo in fucking ages. Dude, I haven't seen the first Rambo since I was a kid. I don't think I've seen the second Rambo since I was a kid. Either. <clears throat> I don't think I've ever even seen the first, first Rambo. First Blood Part 2. I was so confused by that title as a kid. I was like, Dad, what does this mean? First Blood Part 2. Like, what? Wouldn't that be the second blood at that point? Like, what the fuck's going on? He's like, that's just the name. You want confusion? Watch the Missing in Action movies. Yeah. The Missing in Action movies? (laughs) Those are really... um, Yeah, because the the second one is a prequel to the first one. Yeah. Well, kind of like Indiana Jones. Yeah, uh, true. Yeah. Yeah, Temple of Doom Tyler. is a prequel. Tyler, you, you are right, man. The ending of the Princess and Frog got me. They did not have to kill off the <laughs> the bug, but he got he went to. But his, he, uh, he, yeah, he got to be a, a star, or a constellation, yeah, he, or whatever. Yeah, he got to go to his. Uh, oh my God, what was the star? What was his star's name there? I don't even remember. Too. I can't even remember, dude. It's been a minute. Steve, I feel like you know, but you're like trying to remember. No, no, no. hold on, Samara. What was the name of? Okay, you remember Princess and the Frog, right? Okay. It was yes, this is movie. awesome. I yeah. love this. Okay. Oh, Eva. Oh, never mind. What was the name of the the star? The star. Yeah. Um. Um. Evangeline. Without Tyler. looking at the screen. Tyler, <laughs> Tyler Henry. Yeah. Tyler beat her to it. Hell Tyler yeah. beat you to it, baby girl. But at least you still remember, dude. She That's loved right. that fucking movie when she was a kid. It was a good movie. It was. Dude, the that and Little Mermaid awesome. were on repeat over and over and uh, over. My house was Lion King, dude, with my sister. Oh my god! I watched that movie way too much. When Chloe was little, her favorite was 101 Dalmatians. That's actually a good movie, and I will. Uh, I would watch that. Just saying, I have. I, it. you know what's sad is I kind of quote that movie sometimes, only because <laughs> that little dog who's like, "I'm hungry, mother." <laughs> <laughs> sometimes. Anything else, Chad, Daddy? That's it, buddy. All righty, we are on Let's to go. the main questions. Gentlemen, what format did you watch this on? Amazon Prime. Pluto. Pluto. Voodoo. All right. Mm. Yeah, right? A little fucking change up. Okay. Do, 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 douche of the film. The room. Ooh. 
Yeah, the room. I I was gonna. I don't know why I was gonna say Samuel Jackson, but no, he was just trying. No, to yeah. he wasn't a douche. He didn't really do anything like. He was trying to bribe him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with eight hundred dollars fucking scotch. Yeah, mm-hmm. I gotta I gotta go with the room. Also, I mean, it was the room that did everything. So right, the room is just evil. Fucking douchebag room. All right. <laughs> Favorite kill. Uh, the I girl that slid her wrists. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. I don't fucking know. Anybody anybody from that fucking envelope of fucking death. So, uh, I want to see no, him drowning in soup. No, the guy who slit. Uh, the guy that slit his throat and then cut his dick off. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah the yeah, eunuch. Yeah, yeah. Woo! Oh, all right, I guess we got to go there. That's probably the worst. I want to well, see what the 13 ghosts of this movie look like. <laughs> the 56 ghosts. <laughs> They're definitely not going to be as cool. Hey, we know we know we saw the old dude or the first guy jump off. Then we saw the thicker gal. She jumped out. <laughs> the, thicker <gal. laughs> the thicker gal. She was. It was a good thickness. Alrighty. Best scene. Best scene. Oh, the deconstruction scene easily. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. That was really Easily. good. Like, oh, yeah. God damn it. I might have to give it to you on that one, dude. That was No, I, I, that's, I, a... I got, that, that's that's a good scene, but the, the scene where he was out on the ledge did it for me. Ooh. That's that's that was also terrifying. Oh man. This one had a lot of good ones in it, dude. Like even though some shit was CGI, like it just it, it played out well. The, the only thing that I that got me about the scene when he's on the ledge is if you look at it closely when it shows him shuffling his feet like it looks like the ledge is like that narrow right but then it shows an overhead shot and the ledge is like that wide which still would be scary but yes ah you know what i i think i'm still gonna have to give it to the deconstruction scene just because that one i i actually completely forgot about that so that one threw me for a loop and it was interesting. So. I'm I'm just so I can be different from everybody. I'm gonna go with the scene where he realizes he's looking at himself. Ooh, oh, the mirror! That was really that was a really yeah. cool scene. That was a really yeah. good scene. Yes, I like agree. that. Hell yeah! All right, all good choices, gentlemen. And honestly, I I would say for even a follow up is just the interaction between him and Samuel L. Jackson. That was a really good, just like set the mood kind that of fucking scene. And you could see it and, you know, you could just see how hard Samuel Jackson is trying to get him to not do this without physically like detaining him. You can it. also see how hard he's trying to not say motherfucker the whole time. too. <laughs> he does say fucker, though. He gets to say it one time. But he doesn't say motherfucker. So it's not the full Samuel Jackson motherfucker. Eh, it's close enough. He still said fuck. It still counts. That's what I say. It's a half. Count. Uh, that's fine. So then, does that mean he also that counts for him saying it at the end of Infinity War? Fuck! <laughs> oh, because they, they they took it out. Yeah, I forgot about that. Hmm, that's true. I wonder about that. Okay, so opening scene did it hook you in? Yep. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. That was the fake haunting house, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. But we we don't know if it was fake. He just didn't see anything. True, but the way those people were pitching it. Yeah, they you know were I mean? trying like, to sell it hard. Yeah, that was that just seems like that's just a that's like when someone says I'm that's the a best tourist spot. out there or not. And it's like, yeah, you sold it too hard. Right. They're just like when you they don't even let you get in there and they're just like, oh, let's tell you everything. You're like, hold on, man. I just got in, dude. <laughs> just tired. give me the goddamn key. It's like I'm right. tired. Okay. Most attractive character. The wife. I'll say that yeah, the wife. She, she was very umptious. I She's, I 
I'm going to go a little against the grain here, and I'm going to give it to Anna, the girl that uh, came up to him for an autograph and was asking about his dad. Oh, she was also very cute. She was really cute. She was. So real quick, I don't know if this movie reminds anybody. You know where I know the mom from? There is, or his wife. I don't. Dickie Roberts, former Star Trek. I was going to put that one down. But then I was like, "Mm, I'm going to put private parts instead. Yeah. Dude, that is a very very underrated comedy. It's actually very Oh, it's so good. Is that, that, um, David Spade? Right, David Spade? Yeah, David Spade. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He gets adopted by this. So many child actors in it. It's great. Oh, then that's not the one I'm thinking of. Then no, he gets adopted by this family to be like, I need to make this part, so adopt me. It's it's yeah. Okay, that what's the one? I just had a whole different movie pop in, but what's the? I think it was with Nick Swartzen, where like his parents were in porn, but everybody wanted him to be in porn, but he had a really again like a. Oh yeah, I think that was Bucky Larson. That was it. Yes, that's what it is. Okay. They had like the same haircut. I think like that's throwing me off. They had that weird fucking like bowl cut shit. But okay, so did the score set the mood? I'm gonna say yeah. 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 I don't yeah. think it's a, real, a yeah. memorable one, but I think it sets the pacing and it makes it feel intense at the moments it needs to be. I like the whole part where the song comes over the radio. Ooh, that's fantastic! Which takes us to favorites. Yeah. Yeah, best song. The yeah, Carpenter's yeah, done. That, that song, just begun. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I can't hear this that song now without getting creeped out. Like anytime I hear it, like it'll it'll pop up on my like satellite radio. I change it because I'm like, nope, ain't fucking doing like, this today. Because yeah, I'd be like this. What just began? And Fuck they you, utilize it so perfectly, dude. I fucking love it, especially the I'm first like, time it played because it was yeah, it was literally just the whole haunting just beginning. And I'm just like, man, now I want to see Groundhogs, but as a horror movie. Like, because oh, that would just give me Groundhog's Day vibes at that fucking point. Wouldn't that just be Happy Death Day? Actually, yeah. Happy Death Day. So I Happy Death Day is a great movie. There's two of them in there. Yes, yeah. there is. Okay. And the That's second the one was with the baby face, right? Like the yeah. Weird... Okay. Yeah. The second one wasn't bad either. I I, I, I haven't seen it, so I gotta I gotta, I I gotta put that it. on my list. It's a fun movie. It's not a serious movie. It's fucking. It's a fun. See, yeah. I like fun horror. For yeah, I yeah. I'm I'm definitely for that. All right. Um. So, favorite character, the engineer. Yep. Damn it, Chad. <laughs> I, was, I called that even before. Even I watched the movie. I'm like, he's as soon as this scene was over. I'm like, that's my favorite character right there. It is, dude. He's fucking the best. I he love any says, character that's nope, super. I ain't going in there. Is just like, yeah, fuck that shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, John Cusack and the engineer. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Mike. Uh, just. I mean, he's the main character and I love like he goes through all those stages and shit. So we get to see him like grow so much throughout the movie, which in a lot of movies, we really don't get to see that the character grow to that extent, you know. And so with the little bit of time that we did have with him, we get to see him go, you know, through all these stages. And it was a good journey. So I'm gonna go with him being my favorite character. Sam Jackson gets a close second for me, though. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I I go with those two because he's the I'm going in this room. The engineer's like, yo, I'm going to fuck home. <laughs> Talk about extreme. He, he was skedaddled out of there before he can even get back to the uh-huh. like, he would no, he was he was skedaddled out of there before he got out of the elevator to be like, fuck, I gotta go there. <laughs> oh, speaking of elevators, so and I took it as this, maybe you guys did, maybe you didn't. Um, when he's walking to the room and that second dairy elevator opens. Does that seem like that's like almost like one last chance of like, hey man, yes, you can leave I thought now. the same thing. Okay, that's how I took it through. 
I didn't take it like it came from Samuel Jackson. It was just more of like it was kind of like fate. Like you got one more chance, man, before you really go fuck your shit up. Which is also kind of like almost like the ho- is the hotel trying to help him out, or if the room is just like, all right, man, you fucking signed up for this shit, bitch. <laughs> Bring it. Okay, so was it scary? I think I'd say so. Yes. I yeah. guess so it was a little like definitely fucking like wow. For, for it being at that time period in 2000, this movie was scary. Yes. And I feel I also have a way better appreciation for it now being a father because yeah. it's also yes. terrifying in that mindset. Yep. So, yeah. When I saw this prior, not. So just kind of laughed at those scenes. Not so much anymore. <laughs> you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, fucking reality is way too close on this. Um, okay. So does it hold up today? Extremely Absolutely. well, yes. Mm-hmm. Very well for a 2007 movie. Yeah. Yes. And sense. and for you guys, even more so now, because when it you initially saw it, you didn't have kids. So oh, yeah. I think it holds up even more now than it did. I time. hate sometimes shit like that, dude. I'm not even going to fucking lie, because I'm just like, bro, I like enjoying a movie, but sometimes I don't need to feel that hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Like, you don't need to take me there, bro. I'm good. I was already enjoying the movie. Now I'm fucking inside myself having weird thoughts that I probably shouldn't be having now. Because you're like ready to go have a talk with your daughter, like right? Like, listen here, honey. Yeah, (laughs) I'm not a father, and I know I could see John doing that. Oh man, yeah, you're just like, man, maybe I should pause this and I got to rethink some things. Uh, (laughs) Maybe I shouldn't have taken that last candy bar from her. I'm so sorry. No, fuck that. That was delicious. Was a candy. She got all the that's the dad tags. Okay, yeah. that's the dad. I took tags. all that the chocolate the stuff, dude. I don't want any of the actual. I'm gonna be a terrible candy. father when it comes to dad tags. <laughs> Daddy, it's... I want that. Thing. Go fuck yourself, kid. That's fine. it's great. It's great because Harper only cares about like lollipops. I'm like, fine, I'm eating your fucking Snickers, <laughs> dude. That's right. Like, I want the chocolate, dude. I don't yeah. want lollipops or Smarties or any of that. I don't want. They give me and, and she hates she hates peanut butter. So any peanut butter cups that she got, that's fair game. I get the Whoppers. I get the Baby Ruth and I get the Snickers. Ooh, Baby Ruths are always a plus. Mm. Yeah, see, my daughter's the same way, too, so she don't like Butterfingers either, so I'll get the thing. Oh, Butterfingers and shit, dude. Alrighty, so I think this is completely across the board, but how was the acting in this movie? It was fantastic. Fantastic. Ten out of Chef's Kiss. Can't get any better. Cinematography. You know what? I I liked it. You know, and the one the one scene that I just I liked it the most was when he puts the fucking key in. Oh, it's just the simple unlocking of the door. Mm -hmm. That was such a cool fucking shot. I don't know if it was CGI or if it I think it was. It was, but but it still was cool. It was still a cool fucking scene. So it's funny you mentioned that because I thought you were going with the other keyhole thing, which if this was a more of a horror movie and less of a thriller. Oh, yeah. We would have got a murder in that scene. That was he broke died. the key and the key went in. And that is yeah. not where you shove your eye to nope. look. Nope. Because my thought, and I'm sure Brody was right there. I'm like, oh, God, dude, he's going to oh. get in the eye. He's going to get in the eye. <laughs> Speaking of, I saw the movie X. Have y'all seen that yet? Yes. No. X is so I've been good. wanting to. Okay. Yeah, the pitchforks. I, the pitchforks. Not even the It's not a pitch. It, it, well, no. Ugh, no. I, I see. I need to watch it. Woo, Steve, I, Steve, I know what you're I talking about. Really Yo, that good. shit is. Yeah. I've heard really good things on it. I just haven't gotten the chance because I want to watch that and Pearl back to back, like just because they're already both. I haven't out. seen Pearl yet. No, I, I, heard I, the girlfriend, I heard it's just as good as X. The girlfriend was too. scarred after watching this one because of naked grandma. That's all she kept saying. She Yo, was like, no, yeah. no, naked oh grandma, my. no. 
Yo, I mean, not for nothing, but naked grandma on the visit was hot. So I no, mean, I can't. No, I mean, no, it no, didn't. No, no. She's like, it didn't bother you, and I'm like, no. I mean, well, I, put it this way. All yeah, I'm gonna say is I agree, the, Tyler. I agree, Tyler. The the naked grandma in X though, the scene where grandma and grandpa are getting it on. Uh, okay, uh, I cringed a little bit. I cringed a I little bit. Too. But I then I was like, yeah, way. Grandpa, will get your shit. Yeah, and then I, I said the same thing, and I'm like this. Oh, Grandpa. Oh. It's still Mia Goth, though. It's not like it's a real old lady. Yeah, yeah that's she's, true. She's a jet. She's, yeah. Doesn't she play three different lead, like roles in that movie? No, two. She two. plays the lead, and then she plays and the old lady. Pearl. Yeah. Oh, I thought she played one more, too. No. Oh. Right. No, because there's not that many. there's not that many people. Like, there's not much cast in this movie. Oh! I know what I'm thinking. I'm sorry. The reason I'm thinking three because somebody said it was Mia Goth, Mia Goth as old person, and Mia Goth side boob. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful yeah. side boob at that too. It's a wonderful Beautiful. side boob. That, that's what it was. That was the three characters of Mia Goth movie. <laughs> I don't know. I just she's there's just something bizarre about the way she looks to me. Like she has like that's no what, eyebrows. It's the no eyebrows, bro. It freaks me out too. But she, she has like really really thin, and they're like really light blonde. But it looks like she has no eyebrows. Hey man, you know what? It's just so bizarre looking to me. Listen, Her, if you're worried about no eyebrows, I suggest you worry about something else. I mean, it's a big thing to get over. It's just like I wouldn't kick her out of bed. That's all I'm saying. Listen, dude, she's got to have a little bit of wild streak. She's married to fucking Shia LaBeouf, dude. I was, I, I you know what I mean? Like Shia LaBeouf. Um, she he gonna buff on my butt later. By the way, me and me and Steph were making dinner the other night, and I played that song on Spotify while we were cooking. And she's like, "You listen to some really weird shit, (laughs) Tyler." (laughs) Tyler, hell yeah, dude! I love this song, Shia LaBeouf. All right, so last question here. Do we like the premise? Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Haunted yeah. Hotel, bring it on. Bring Evil it on. Room. Awesome. Love it. And especially somebody who's never, who is out there trying to look for paranormal, has never experienced it, and then literally gets the fuck all of all experiences to experience it. So, yeah, think. Hands down. All right, gentlemen, recycle, rewind, remake, or reboot. Rewind, rewind for days, rewind. buddy. Love yeah, it. That's, that's an easy one. Rewind for me, too. Okay, we're going to rate this bitch. Brody started us off with a 4.3. So, yes, Chad Tyler. Daddy, this was your pick. Yes, Tyler. You know, I'm going to agree with him. I'm, I'm going to give it a 4.3 as well. 4.3 from the Chad Daddy. And, Tyler, yes, I have seen Barbarian. Okay. Scuba. What you got, 4.5. Buddy? 4.5. Bobby? Um, I'm also going to agree with him. I actually had a lower score last night, and now we talked about it. Yeah, 4.3. <laughs> Four point three, and I feel like I'm coming in low on this, but I'm not. I'm just going to give it a solid four. Kind of sits for me. See, that's what I was starting with, and then Brody inspired me to give it a higher score. Well, that's fine. I, I I mean, I, I I appreciate everybody's viewpoints, and I do agree. But yeah, stop that, Bob. That's just Bobby (laughs) beating his meat. That's right. All right, so let's divide this bitch by five, (laughs) and we have a 4.28, which we give a 4.3. The fact that it comes out to that, I swear to God. 2007's 14.08. Very nice. And Brody called it once again. Okay. Next episode, gentlemen. What are we doing? Ooh, the next one's a real doozy. I hope you're ready for it. It's it's what I'm thinking of. Is it the Beyond? It is the Beyond. The Fulci Classic. 
And I believe this I have already my, watched it. I think times. this was my pick because it I've is. never seen I've, it. I've seen this, oh, probably five or six times. Okay. The never whole idea it. behind it is so bizarre, too. I am a virgin in the beyond. Oh, you're Same. and the worst part is I could have saw this shit in theaters last fucking week if my ass didn't fucking hold you're, out on it. Wait, now you're gonna see Ken Foray, you know. What in the beyond? Oh nice. Oh, yeah, well, you're gonna see him. So like you're gonna see I mean him. that makes me that makes me happy though. But no, that's cool, man. That shit, dude. That's been a while because we made those lists fucking last year, so I forgot that that shit was even on there. God damn! Yeah, okay. and we're getting we're getting near the end of it. Uh, actually, that's the next to last pick we have. Bobby's got the final pick of Toolbox Murders on the twenty eighth, and after that, we got a Christmas time. It's yeah. open season. Bitch. Open season. Well, I'm saying Violet Night should definitely be one of those, dude. If we yes. can actually get to all the if theater. we can, totally down. If we can, it's kind of that's kind of hard to do because you can't really sit there and take notes or anything though. A cell phone. Which I like to do. Let's <laughs> record it. Uh, <laughs> no, that's fair. I usually just try to do mental notes, but that's also why I try to watch it the day before we record, so it's the freshest too. Yeah. So I watch it the day of sometimes. <laughs> hey, if I could, I would. Trust me, I always like that the best. Heather says the Beyond is on Shutter. Thank you, yes, Heather. It, yes, awesome. it is. Awesome. All righty. So, is there any nerd news? I yes. know we got some sad news, unfortunately. In the yes. Community. Yes, we do. We um, lost Kevin Conroy. Yep. We lost our <sighs> beloved Batman. Yeah, we did. I'll also throw Gallagher in there because that's kind of nerdy too. But to me, it yeah. wasn't as big as Kevin Conroy's loss. Different generations, but oh, and then we um, lost um uh Jesus, what was his name? Did we lose UFC, somebody else? UFC fighter. Um, oh, I don't watch the UFC. I didn't hear that. I completely one. blank on that. Oh my lanta! What the hell is his name? Hold on, I have it in my Vato's group chat. You know what? Actually, I think I know. I think I uh, famous falafel fucking posted something about that so i think i did see something he was a younger guy too right yeah he was only 38 i think yeah that's too bad but on the positive side of nerd news because i don't want to be sad all about batman the whole fucking time (laughs) um legos is coming out with another ghostbusters firehouse (laughs) i saw that (laughs) and uh i never got the first one dude I may pick up this one. We'll see. I don't know. I already still have the classic firehouse from when I was a kid. So I'm like, do I really need anything else? Yes, you do. I don't. I don't have the space. Listen, I still want the Playmobil Ghostbusters one and two Ecto one with all of them that just came out a few years ago. Yeah, those were all right. I never picked those ones up either. Uh, I do also have a little bit of good news in the horror realm. I know at one point I mentioned on here. They were thinking about getting rid of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre house because they sold it. Mm -hmm. The good news is they plan the new owners of the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre house plan to preserve its horror legacy. So the new owners of it, they will be honoring and preserving and restoring the location's iconic horror movie legacy. They're going to do a whole bunch of upgrades and it'll all be done by the summer of 2023. So the house will stand. Nice. And it will still preserve the chainsaw legacy. They want to keep it. They don't want to tear it down. And they're going to keep. I think they're keeping the businesses that are part of it too. Good. Nice. I I could have swore. Now I may have my shit, you know, kind of crossed, but I could have swore Abdullah the butcher had his barbecue restaurant in that location at one time. Abdullah the butcher was a wrestler was back wrestling. in like the eighties. No shit. Yeah, I want to say that's where his barbecue restaurant was, was actually in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre house after they moved it. 
was it did it have a name do you know i don't remember i I know they i know they had there for a long time the kingsland old town grill and i know that was in i think the early 2000s and like i said i might be wrong i just i don't know i could have swore word 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 well speaking of food and nerdy things not that this is a nerdy but maybe it is for all you fat nerds out there that's what this is uh mcdonald's is bringing back breakfast bagels (laughs) <laughs> oh no shit they are All right. yes they are about fucking time not that i enjoy going to mcdonald's but if i have to god damn it i want a bagel sandwich uh, dude their, their steak and egg, steak egg and cheese bagel sandwich was fantastic because that was like never, a, it was an actual steak. it was actually uh, but it was an actual steak instead of a hamburger patty which i was no you're right it was but i just for some reason it just i don't know i still like the bacon can't go wrong with bacon. I, yeah i was going wrong i was good with that but uh is there anything else nerdy, gentlemen? Uh, I would like to add that one of Bobby's recent favorite picks, a smile, Ooh, will be available yeah. on Paramount Plus tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Really? no shit. It's coming. I can't wait for it to be physical. So, isn't yes. it insane how fast we get movies now, dude? Like, I think about it when we were growing up. Like, when you see a movie come out in theaters, you're like, all right, you know, you got to wait at least six months to see a physical release at best, yep. and then another six months after that for it to hit one of the pay channels. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Absolutely. So for it to it be the just... HBO special presentation mm-hmm. with that yeah. little yeah. intro over the fucking neighborhood. <sighs> Fuck yeah, That's how you knew it was special. You're like, oh shit. <laughs> right. Oh. But, uh, speaking, what you got, Bob? Speaking of which, of Smile, uh, just on the seventh. So this is now about a week ago. Smile actually crossed the two hundred million dollar worldwide mark for its mo- for its release mm-hmm. i'm very happy that movie is doing well i think it's a top horror movie of all time i stand by that it had a message it was gory it executed it well um yeah I'm, I, I i that movie is good all right so if there's nothing else nerdy gentlemen unless y'all got anything else, i'm i'm tapped i out. got nothing yeah I'm i actually tapped. this week i got nothing to be honest with you all right so Go out and get Ragnarok. We already talked about that a little bit last yeah. week. Bob's got that. He's going to be hopefully enjoying that maybe tomorrow. We'll see. And also, I got it too. I got I it too. I just can't play it till the sun's doing the Evil Dead game this weekend. Ghostbusters. I'll have a handle created. There is that go. one cross platform? Yes, it is. Evil Dead oh. is yeah. Evil Dead. Okay, is. Bobby. And I'll play with ooh, you. Perfect nerd news. Actually, that's a great segue. Evil Dead will actually be free on the Epic Game Store next week. So if you have a PC and Epic Games. Fucking go out and get that shit because guess what? That community is going to be hopping next week. Oh, yeah. All the new free people. So, and they actually just also did an update to that game as well for the, I think it's the prestiging system for the characters. I don't know mm-hmm. how it works any because I haven't hopped in, but I know they updated it completely. Yeah, it's, it's been a while since I've played it even. Yeah. Honestly, dude, Ghostbusters have really been capturing my attention lately. So, Same. I, it's, it, it's kind of hard to put that one down, but I could see myself easily getting back into Evil Dead. Well, don't worry. I'll be on Ghostbusters this weekend. The four of us can bust together. There you go. That's going to Fuck be yeah, dude. Um, it'd be fantastic, dude. We should probably should try to stream that if we can. <sighs> yes, please. Right? Steve's like, yes, please. Um, <laughs> okay. So, well, then if that's all it, then I say we do our sign outs. Bob, you want to start us off? This is your killing machine, Bobby Amon saying, we'll see you next week with the Toolbox Murders, bitches. No. Beyond. Beyond next week. Oh, sorry. It's all good. (laughs) Sorry. I fucked up. Just go. Go.
I apologize for the background noise. If you can hear it, this is your host with the ghost, the prince of the paranormal, the duke of the dead, the ghost daddy, the sinister minister, Lord Scubacabra, saying, see you later, baby. All right, Apollo Creed. And I'm the man with way fewer <laughs> adjectives. I'm just your dark lord of knowledge, your Chad daddy, saying, see you next week, bitches. Yeah. And I am that not-so-mean fluff masses bream, saying thank you once again, Gorehounds, for joining us. And remember, stay fresh, cheese bags. Penis! Penis! Penis.